Hello, welcome to the latest podcast from the University of Brighton. I'm Richard Newman, and in this episode, I sat down with Professor Tony Hilton, head of the Brighton Business School, to talk about her inaugural lecture, The Co-Created Life, Meaning, Purpose and Learning. The event at Salis Benny Theatre on Wednesday, the 27th of March, concludes the latest series of inaugural lectures. The tickets are free, they're open to the public and illustrate the impact of universities in our community. To book, click on the links in the podcast description or visit brighton.ac.uk. And my conversation with Tony started by asking about her background. This is actually the fifth uh, business school that I've led. Uh, the first one that I led was in New Zealand in Auckland and then I've led two in London, one in Glasgow and they've all been very similar in the sense that they're very focused on employability of students, uh, generally large business schools in uh, cities, um, really focused on the student experience and student employability. So before your move into higher education, right, you had a career in, in marketing, do you, do you miss that? I did have a career in marketing. I did start out in sales as well. Um, And I was very fortunate to be in marketing in the heyday of the uh, London advertising scene in the 80s, actually. So I I don't miss it, but I'm very pleased that I had that experience to draw on. What tempted you into that career change then? Um, Well, actually, it was um, more more of having not much choice at the time because in the early 90s, uh, obviously, there was a recession in the country. And one thing that I did learn that the textbooks don't tell you is that when there's a recession, businesses cut back and the first function out of the door is generally marketing because they rely on their five-year plan. So... Um, I had to find another job and uh, somebody I had actually worked with previously worked in academia and suggested that I should try academia, which I thought would um, really sort of keep the wolf from the door for a few years. Um, And then I'd go back and find a, a proper job, a real job. But actually I've been really impressed with academia, not regretted my move one iota. And I'm I consider myself very privileged, actually, to be doing what I consider one of the best real jobs in the world. Clearly, you made a big success of it. What attracted you to come to the University of Brighton? Because you haven't really been here for a long time. No, I haven't. It was actually all of the challenges rolled into one, I guess. Um, There is the uh, opportunity to relocate the school to a new building. That is uh, hugely attractive to me. Um, There was the opportunity to get an accreditation for the school because the school doesn't currently have any academic uh, accreditations, although very well recognised in terms of uh, professional bodies. Um, uh, So great links with industry, fantastic links with the local community and uh, similar to the sort of business schools that I've led before in the sense of being very focused on the student experience um, and student employability as well. It's the practice-led research-informed positioning that is so attractive to me. You just mentioned the building. Uh, We're sitting here in, in Mithra's Cafe at the moment, so outside these windows the amount of work that's going on the next phase of that that we'll start to see will be the new business school that must be a really exciting thing for you to be looking forward to 
Yes, I, I think it's exciting for all of us and our students, um, particularly the ones that we will be recruiting from 2021 onwards. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic opportunity for us to bring more life to our uh, relationships with industry, I guess. It'll be a hub to uh, and a magnet for the local community as well. We want to really bring industry in, um, have a place where practitioners can meet themselves and uh, base some of their own networks uh, so that uh, the students and, and our staff can benefit too. It'll be a very attractive offer for students you would think when that building is there and clearly the business school has big ambitions as well. Indeed, um, one of the things we will be doing in that building is using the space uh, differently for learn uh, new styles, more co- collaborative learning pedagogies. Uh, we're creating a new degree as well, undergraduate degree for entrepreneurs, budding entrepreneurs and uh, people who wouldn't normally be attracted to a taught degree. Uh, it's a team enterprise degree where it's not taught there'll be a small small cohort annually coming in they'll be mentored by uh, entrepreneurs uh, they'll be they'll have the opportunity of building their own businesses within um, a qualification environment so they will end up with their business with a qualification as well so that's an exciting brand new concept for us Let's talk about your lecture. It's on Wednesday the 27th of March at Salis Benny Theatre. It's titled The Co-Created Life, Meaning, Purpose and Learning. So can you just give us a gist of what you'll be talking about and sort of just break down what that all means? So I've been researching in co-creation since about 2006 now. and that really started with my um, time in New Zealand where I was fortunate enough to meet uh, many of the leading researchers in the field of service dominant logic. It really opened my mind to what is really meant by co-creation, how we can benefit from co-creation. So uh, my colleagues and I, my co-researchers and I, sometimes take a controversial stance on some of the principles of service dominant logic so for instance we do not believe that you co-create value that you co-create the experience and for me it's all about starting with the resources that people have at their disposal and how we integrate our resources with others and I'm particularly uh, focused on how that changes the resources that we have and therefore we become better at integrating and improving our ability to work with others. It feels like one of those things that in general life if people start collaborating with each other and you're taking other people's opinions you're probably going to come up with a better outcome in general but I guess in 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 business in marketing sometimes people sometimes companies or they can can have a very one-dimensional way of looking at things so is it kind of a way of trying to make sure that people do start to be a bit more collaborative um indeed it is and it starts with um a different perspective on the role of an an organization a provider and its customers so um, the traditional economic view 
uh, is that companies, organisations create and deliver value and therefore has a very passive role for the customer. Service dominant logic and co-creation in that perspective actually says that's that's not right. We don't, you know, A, we're not passive receptors of value and B, organisations can't deliver value. They can develop value propositions um, from which we decide whether we're going to collaborate with them or not. And our collaboration can be at a variety of levels um, but basically, we don't derive value until we integrate our resources with that of the organisation. So therefore, all um, participants are active. And therefore, service-dominant logic will refer to everyone as an actor, not a, a, a customer who is a passive thing that gets done to. You can see it in terms of online shopping and social media and so forth. It's, it is actually the customer that is calling the shots these days. And uh, so there is no doubt that the customer is having a proactive um, role. And so this really, uh, the, the interesting thing about co-creation for me is that it doesn't matter who is, is making the first move, if you like. It's about all of those actors. What are they all contributing? And what value are they each separately, I would say, getting out of it? I don't believe you can co-create value. I believe that value is uh, an individual judgment, um, which um, changes over the period of time as well. We know from our students, uh, sometimes when they finish their studies, they may not be fully um, appreciative of the value that they get from it, let's say. But they come back a few years later and they say, do you know what? All that stuff you told us about, I'm using it on a daily basis. I got so much out of my degree. <laughs> so I think, and that's just one example of how our, our views of the value that we get from something is different um, or changes over a period of time. We also know that people um, who share the same experience at the same time value it in different ways. And it's got to be a way that you can sort of apply that to your general life as well. Yes, and one of the main resources that we have as individuals and teams of people is the tacit knowledge that we have, that unspoken, unwritten knowledge that we all sort of share as a team or, or we have as an individual because of the experiences that we've had in life. We bring that knowledge into everything that we do. So I'm very keen that we actually share that knowledge in a very explicit way because that helps us move on faster. So you'll be talking about this more at your lecture, as I said, on Wednesday, 27th of March. We'll pop the uh, ticketing details in the uh, body of this podcast so you can book your place um, and hear a little bit more. Um, just going back to your, your teaching, how would you describe your sort of teaching style? I like to draw on people's individual uh, experiences. So um, I tend to present some theory and then um, spend the time in face-to-face -face situations just trying to draw out, well, what does that mean for you and how can you apply that? I do that through assessment as well. It's always based on um, a student's own experiences, whether they're in an organisation or, or they're a customer. Everybody is a customer. <laughs> What have you made of the uh, University of Brighton since you've got here? What changes have you made as well? 
Oh, gosh. Um, I'm very impressed with many of the colleagues that we have here. They're very focused on uh, the student and the student experience, so I guess my assumption coming in that that would be the case has proved to be correct, which is great. Um, and we're working on, I guess, my co-creation ideas of really trying to get the tacit knowledge much more explicit and building capability and capacity through a much wider group of people. Mm-hmm. We end every podcast by just asking some questions completely away from your work. Um, so the first question I'd usually ask is, Describe your favourite place in Sussex, but you've already told me you don't actually live in Sussex. So what's your, what's your answer going to be to that one then? Or just pick a favourite place in the surrounding area. So my favourite place in Sussex would have to be the University of Brighton, and particularly the Moolscombe campus, which is where I'm working. Um, in terms of my favourite places, uh, if I'm given the broad um, brush of anywhere in the world, I've got lots, but I particularly like Waiheke Island in... Auckland Harbour in New Zealand. What are you currently reading, watching and or listening to? Currently on the telly I'm watching Shetland. I've watched every series of Shetland since it started, which is great. Um, In terms of reading, I was given Michelle Obama's biography for Christmas, so I'm actually reading my way through that. And describe your perfect weekend. I'm a great gardener, so it would be gardening and a barbecue. And then just finally, if you could invite three people to dinner, past or present, um, who would they be and why? So I'm going to bend this a bit because I'd like to invite four people. um, And I'd like to invite my grandparents, one of whom died before I was even born. Um, And I, given my state of maturity now, I think there are all sorts of things I'd like to talk to them about, their life, their history, um, which, uh, you know, everybody has an interesting background and I'd just like to know a bit more. Thanks to Tony for her time. That lecture then, The Co-Created Life, Meaning, Purpose and Learning, is on the 27th of March at Salisbury Theatre in Brighton. Click on the links in this podcast to book or you can visit brighton.ac.uk. If you're listening to this on or before the 20th of March, then you've also still got time to book on to Professor Lizzie Osler's lecture, Not Aged by Time, at Huxley Lecture Theatre on the 20th. A reminder that if you're not already, you can listen to these podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or indeed many podcast apps. Just search University of Brighton where you can like and subscribe. We'll be back next week when I'll be speaking to Ben Roberts, Artistic Director of Brighton CCA. Thanks for listening.